Hello there, welcome to the Kingdom Influencers Global Podcast. This session focuses on your being equipped to be spiritually mature and relevant in your God-ordained field to the end that you will fulfill his agenda in your sphere of influence. Brace up to receive this life-changing message. God bless you. I want to welcome you to the second night of the Mentorship Mandate online event. I'm sure you learned a whole lot yesterday. Uh, you continue today as well. There's no time to waste. So whoever is connected gets to benefit from the beginning. Now, I'll quickly do a recap of what we talked about yesterday, a quick recap. Um, yesterday, I was talking about mentorship, a path on the way to greatness. Okay, That's actually going to be the focus for um, this very event, all right, this very event. Okay, so I I gave a few points. I gave a few points. I talked about the fact that you need to believe in who you are. Okay, when it has to do with greatness, firstly, believe in who you are. After believing in who you are, make sure you hear the cry. See the burden of others. It's very vital. And then when you hear the cry, You've got to do something about it. So you be, you have to be decided. You have to choose. You have to make a choice that I'm going to change the situation. And I talked also about the fact that when you choose, it comes with sacrifice. It comes with sacrifice. All right. And then the next thing I said, see the invisible. See the invisible. Over here, I said, when you see the invisible, you do the impossible. You see the invisible, you do the impossible. And the last but not least, I said, accept the mandate. Accept the mandate. And um, if you were not able to participate in yesterday's uh, events, you have to go and listen to the audio recording. If you have to search online, Kingdom Influences Global Podcast. Search for mentorship mandates. Um, day one, you'd see everything there. All right, you see everything there. It's already been uploaded, so you can have access to, to it. Now, today we would continue from where we left off yesterday. I, I needed to hold on with the next point because it... Um, it's an opening to a new arena or a new level. And that's why I didn't want to add it to yesterday's session, to yesterday's session. So in your desire to be great and wanting to be great and knowing that mentorship is a, is a part of greatness, one of the responsibilities of great people is that they mentor others. All right. Knowing all of that and having all of that in mind, you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's the next point. 
be filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, how important that is. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, accepting the mandate does not mean dependence on your own ability, connections, gifts, talents, etc. When I talked about the need or the essence of you accepting the mandate, you know, after you heard a cry and then you decided, the need for you to accept the mandate, I wasn't talking about you depending on your ability. No, no. This is one major reason why a number of people um, run away from mentorship in their minds. I've got things I've got to do, all right? Oh, I'm not perfect. Oh, there are certain things I'm dealing with. And so I cannot mentor anybody. That's not what I'm trying to propagate here. That's not a message I'm promulgating here. That's not a message I'm preaching. I'm not preaching or telling you to depend on your own ability. No, no. Let me quickly read the scripture. If you read 2 Corinthians 3, 5, I'll give some, some wonderful points from there. There's, there's a whole lot you see there. But before that, haven't you heard that God, it is God who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure? Haven't you heard that? Haven't you heard that before? Haven't you read that before? It's God who works in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So we are not saying depend on your ability. So 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, I'll read a number of versions. Okay, I'll read a number of versions. The first one, the King James Version, says that not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. I repeat, says that not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. So in mentorship, we are not looking at your own sufficiency. Says our sufficiency is of God. Sufficiency there also means competence. It also means ability. You know, every now and then, could be maybe while in prayer, I just lift my hands and say, oh, my sufficiency is of God. I just say my sufficiency is of God. Or my ability is of God. My ability is of God. I do what I do, not because I'm sufficient of myself, but my sufficiency is of God. My sufficiency is of God. The living Bible. The living Bible. The living Bible says that, and not because we think we can do anything of lasting value by ourselves. I repeat, and not because we think we can do anything of lasting value by ourselves. Our only power and success comes from God. We want to do things of lasting value, and we will, actually, we will. But we are not going to depend on just our skill, even though that's necessary. I love the Living Bible, gently. He says, and not because we think we can do anything lasting of lasting value by ourselves. No. It says our only power and success comes from God. Can you think this way when it comes to mentorship? 
paint things as well, or even beyond mentorship, whatever you want to do, that's going to be of lasting value. Can you think that your power and success comes from only God? Can you think this way? The Passion Translation. The Passion Translation says that, yet, we don't see ourselves as capable enough to do anything in our own strength. For our true competence flows from God's empowering presence. Yet we don't see ourselves as capable enough. We don't see ourselves as capable enough to do anything in our strength or in our own strength. For our true competence flows from God's empowering presence. Oh, I love this. I love this. I said in accepting the mandate, I'm not talking about your dependence on your own ability. And that's why I'm reading this scripture in different translation to communicate a message that our sufficiency is of God, our competence is of God. He says, for our true competence flows from God's empowering presence. So if you think that, oh, great people in the kingdom have done anything of lasting value, anything worth commending, you know, commendable, it's because, listen, it's because their true competence flows from the power of God. So in your decision to hear the burden and hear the cry, and take a decision, accept the mandates, the mentorship mandates, we are looking at God being our competence. God is my competence. I think you should say it wherever you are. See, God is my competence. Yes, God is my competence. Can you say that? God is my competence. He is. See, my abilities of God. My abilities of God. Yeah. My abilities of God. And then the New Living Translation says that it is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own, like mentorship. It's not like we think we are qualified. Oh, we are so qualified. Oh, we, we are so sanctimonious. There is nothing wrong with us and all of that. No. It's not like we know better necessarily, no. It's not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. Let me tell you something of a truth. You know, as a mentor, as a leader, and even as a pastor, there are still things that I'm trusting God or I depend on God to help me deal with. But I do not allow those things limit me in my assignment and responsibilities. Did you hear that? As a leader, as a mentor, it's not like I've got it all figured out. No, I don't. But I do not magnify those things. I am not blinded by those things. I don't allow those things to blind me. I don't allow those things to blind me. I just go all out and do what is expected of me. That's what I do. I go all out and do what's expected of me. 
And this is the reason why. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. I don't think I'm so qualified to mentor the younger generation. If, if there was a, an opportunity to, to say, okay, God to someone else, I probably will. But God knows me better than I know myself. God knows you better than you know yourself. And so if in this season, he is hammering on the need for us to mentor the younger generation, to mentor the youth, have this in mind. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. My qualification comes from God. And so it doesn't matter what another individual says. My qualification comes from God. I guess we can type that. My qualification comes from God. Type it. My qualification comes from God. My qualification is not based on, on um, what I read in school, what I did in school. No, 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 no. My qualification comes from God. My qualification comes from God. Can you believe that? Come on, let's start. My qualification comes from God. Yeah, my qualification comes from God. There was something that I saw on someone's WhatsApp PP, and I'll quickly read it, all right? I, 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 I was so mesmerized. I'm like, this is it. This is the message. All right. Now, it says here, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Probably are asking those same questions. Who am I? Who am I to mentor somebody? Who am I? Actually, who are we not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. Don't play small. Don't play small. You see, I'm, I'm going to do big things for God. I have made that decision to do big things for God. That the one who wouldn't do big things for God should not stop that other person who wants to do big things for God. And under my leadership, I'm going to so stretch you to do big things for God. And, and this is one of the reasons we're doing these things together. It says, your playing small doesn't serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. Does this sound familiar? Oh, I don't want to shine your pride. I don't want people to notice me so that those around me wouldn't feel insecure. <laughs> if your shining makes others feel insecure, your friends feel insecure, you are in the wrong company. You are in the wrong association. You better change and move from there. Let me repeat that statement. It says, there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. 
it's not just some of us, it's everyone. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do same. Did you hear that? And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do same. One of the major reasons why I am doing what I'm doing or I do what I do is because I have seen others who have gone ahead of me do same or more. And so their feats, their accomplishments by the spirit inspire me to also go the extra mile. That being said, what you will also do will inspire other young people to do same or more. Let me repeat that statement. It says, and as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do same. We give other people permission to do same as we let our light shine. So are you going to let your light shine? Are you going to be the reason why others are inspired? Or you're just going to sit on your potential and all that God has deposited in you? Are you going to reach out? It says, as we are liberated from our own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. That's the last thing. As we are liberated from our own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. Some guys look at me and say, oh, okay, it's Sir Franklin. Oh, he's because it's Pastor Franklin. No. By the spirit and the word, I have been able to let go of my fears. And so I do things almost fearlessly. It's because of the word. The Bible says perfect love casts away fear. Perfect love casts away fear. Casts away fear. In accepting the mandate, depend on the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. We can't do what God is asking us to do without the Holy Spirit. And that's why we should be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's nothing God has asked you to do that he would want you to do without the ability of the Spirit. So you may be saying, I'm so young. Well, Jeremiah said, same. I can't speak. Well, Moses said, same. Right? And they were used mightily of God. This is our time. This is our time. We're going to mentor the young people. All right. So what I just shared, um, that's the first thought about being filled with the Holy Spirit. The next thing is, it's quite unconventional, but it's in the Bible. All right. And I'll, I'll show it to you. Are you ready? <laughs> Uh, dear, 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 dear. I'm going to show it to you. Okay, I'm going to show it to you. All right. We're, we're going to look at um, Joshua and something that he told the children of Israel. They had sent spies, or he actually sent spies to go spy the city of Jericho. Okay, and they brought feedback. Now, the next thing that we're going to do is what we're going to consider here this evening. Now, as for tomorrow, tomorrow's focus will be on what we will now do together based on 
um, the message we have heard, all right? Based on the message we have heard that's yesterday and today, what then are we supposed to do, all right? That's gonna be the vision, the vision for 2023. And the Lord is already speaking. All right, so God's way of doing things. The Israelites cross the river, the, the Jordan. Joshua chapter three from verse one to four. <laughs> Joshua chapter three from verse one to four. I'll read a New Living Translation. It says here that, verse one, early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River where they camped before crossing. That means they were on the on one side to get to Jericho, they would have to cross the Jordan. That means the spies definitely had to cross Jordan to get to Jericho. Okay, verse two, three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp. Another translation says the leaders went through the camp. Giving these instructions to the people, says, when you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out of your positions and follow them. I read the verse three again and I'll explain. It says, giving these instructions to so the Israelites, leaders and officers, went through the camp and gave certain instructions. It says, when you see the Levitical priests, when you see, that's the first thing you have to see. When you see, who are you supposed to see? It says, when you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God. The Ark of the Covenant of the Lord our God represents the presence of God. So the leaders are saying that when you see those who are carrying the presence of God, there is something that you are supposed to do when you see them. What are you supposed to do? It says, when you see them, move out of your positions and follow them. That's instructive. That's instructive. And then verse four, it says, since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Oh, I don't know if you can see what I'm seeing, but well, that's why, that's why you're connected. It says, since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Who will guide you? The Levit Levitical priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God. Don't you think it would have been a logical thing for Joshua to say, or for the leaders of Israel, the Israelite officers to say, hey, let's get the spies. They have been to Jericho before. Let them lead us because we all have not gone this way before. But no. That's not God's way. God's way is this. God expects us to follow those who are full of the Spirit. Those who are full of the Spirit receive instructions from God, probably in the place of prayer or when they are communing with God. They receive visions of the Spirit and they communicate such to us. And so with God's way, let me read this, I wrote down. God's pattern is for you to follow, not necessarily the elderly, 
and let me include this, not necessarily the experience, but the one in communion with and full of the Holy Spirit. That's God's way. That's God's way. <laughs> let me repeat it. God's pattern is for you to follow, not necessarily the elderly or the experienced, but the one in communion with and full of the Holy Spirit. How did I come about this mentorship mandate thing? The Holy Spirit said. That's, that's all I can say. The Holy Spirit instructed. And we see that pattern in the Bible. It says that they giving these instructions to the people. When you see the priests carrying the ark, when you see that man, that woman, full of the spirit, in communion with the spirit, you move out of your positions and follow them. That means you cannot be idle when you see people full of the Holy Spirit, given instructions by the spirit. You can't be idle. You can't be idle. You're probably saying, but I have not done these things before. Yes, that's why he's saying, follow the one who is carrying the presence or the ark. Follow. How do you know someone is full of the spirit? It's not about spiritual gifts. Listen to their communication. Listen to the communication of such people. Almost every now and then, they keep saying, this is what the Lord is saying. This is what God has said. This is what the Lord has instructed. This is what the Lord has said. This is where we are headed. Follow such people, he says. He says, follow them. Follow. Move out. Move out of your position. Move out and follow them. Move out and follow them. That's God's pattern. Ideally, we have to follow the experience. Don't you think, oh, this guy is experienced in doing these things. No, that's not God for you. God says, I can only trust my presence. I can only trust my spirit. And so if I'm going to lead you from where you are to the next level, I can only trust you with an individual who trusts my spirit and is in constant communion and fellowship with my spirit. Such an individual cannot lead you astray. Even when others around you think you are messing up your life by following that individual, it's only in the end you would know that it was a wise decision for you to have followed in the beginning. Wow. Wow. I'm sure you're learning something. <laughs> dear, 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 dear. There was something that the Lord said to me in 2020 during the mentorship session we had in Cape Coast, Ghana. <laughs> I told those who were present, God said something to me. He said that while others are busy pursuing career success, someone has to stay behind to mentor the younger generation. He said he must raise them up in the ways of God. And I wrote this down, 6th December, 2020. I was at home and I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Do you believe that I'm telling you the truth? Having giving you the pattern and the scriptures. Do you believe I'm telling you the truth? Or you're still contemplating? You're still contemplating? You're still contemplating? Oh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. It says, follow. Since you've not gone this way before. It says, since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. 
How would they guide you? Have they been that way before? <laughs> the, the Levitical priests had not been that way before. Yet God is saying through the leaders that these ones, you've not been this way before. These ones will guide you. Why? Because they are carrying the presence, the ark. Do you believe? Do you believe I'm ordained, not necessarily as a pastor, though, to guide you? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe I'm full of the spirit to guide you? Enough of me. Do you believe that since you have the Holy Spirit and are led by him, you can guide others? Because that's a pattern. With this mentorship thing, we're talking about a mentorship mandate that I'm talking about. We'll have to depend on the Holy Spirit. And if you depend on the Holy Spirit, then it is enough for you to mentor another person. As long as you're led by the Spirit. As long as you're led by the Spirit. Notice I began today's session by saying that there's a need for you to depend on the Holy Spirit. And in mentoring others, we are not talking about depending on your ability, your experience, your connections. It's about the Holy Ghost. It's about the Holy Ghost. No, there was this pastor who saw a vision about me. And again, I shared it in the mentorship session. Said he saw me before the master Jesus and the, and the master giving me an instruction. Says, just as the father sent me, so send I you. Now, this is scriptural. Even if the pastor had not seen that vision, it, I wouldn't have been so much bothered because I've seen it in scriptures. But then that, that vision he saw actually confirmed that the word was for me and to me. It's no longer a written word to me. Like, okay, you see it in the Bible. Oh, as a father sends me, so send I you. I believe strongly I've been sent. But do you? Do you? And then... You being full of the Holy Spirit, do you also believe you've been sent to others to mentor them? You've not been that way before. So follow the one who's full of the Spirit. They have not been that way before. Let them follow you who are full of the Spirit. Let me quickly give you practical examples of people who, um, when they were younger, you know, so much fellowship with the Holy Spirit that they got others to follow them. My role model is one. Okay, he got others to follow them. And <laughs> he got his friends to follow so much such that the parents of his friends now began to warn them. He says, don't follow that guy again. Don't follow him. Don't follow him. Actually, <laughs> my Romano said that his father said something to him. He says, ah, now his father was an elder, I guess. Uh, yes, an elder in church. So a deacon or an elder. He says, we prayed for you to be born again. But it's not this kind of born again we prayed for you. <laughs> he says, it's not this kind of born again. Because he was going all out for the master. Going all out. Nothing was going to hinder him. Nothing was going to stop him. And then he got his friends involved. Now, those friends who were being stopped by their parents from following him are now more or less the breadwinners of their family. Because they were not just following a lanky guy. They were following someone who was full of the Holy Ghost. 
So when the instruction comes, okay, mentor people, it's not because you have it all figured out, one. It's not because you know it all, two, but because you're filled with the Holy Ghost. And so you can trust the Holy Ghost. The moment you say, I can't do it, that's pride. Because God is saying by, by my spirit, you can. You are saying, oh, I cannot do it. That's pride. One of the definitions of pride is God says something. You said that is not what it is. God says you are this. You said, no, I am not. God says you can do this. He said, no, I cannot do it. God says you are rich. He said, no, I'm a pauper. That's pride. That's pride. That's pride. I know of another young pastor, youth pastor doing exploits in Ghana. Oh, gathering the youth at their tens of thousands, even beyond the shores of Ghana. Training them in the ways of God. He also said, in the church he belonged to, <laughs> there were certain parents in that same church, in that same church, who told their children. He says, don't follow those people. Those, all those people there. He says, don't follow them. Talking about the youth pastor. Then he wasn't a youth pastor, but he was a leader. He says, don't, don't, don't follow them. Don't. They are going extreme and whatever they are. You just focus on your academics. You know, you get opportunity, you travel outside, blah, blah, blah. Now, years later, when we mention those doing exploits in the kingdom in that church, this youth pastor's name comes up. Usually as number one. And we don't even know what has become of those children who were told by their parents not to follow that guy because he was so much full of the Holy Spirit doing what the Holy Spirit was inspiring him to do. He said, oh, your, your own is too much. Your own is too much. Your own is too much. Hmm. You know, we, we just, we just um, came back from a youth camp not long ago, part of the organizing committee, planning committee. The... Again, logical thing to do is, oh, we've come back from youth camp. Let me rest. No, while I was at the youth camp, <laughs> I was planning this event. We are doing this event, and I am planning another one, talking to a few of the leaders, telling them this is what we are supposed to do next. So there is no rest for the one who is led by the Spirit of God. There is no rest. No. Our rest is in Christ. We do these things by grace. Okay, we do these things by grace. So you don't finish a huge project and say, oh, I'm through, let me go and sleep. No, no, no. So you realize that I'm always on the move because the Holy Spirit is leading. There's always something that the Holy Spirit wants us to do. So I'm always on the move. I'm always on the move. It's time to do the next thing. After we are done, we move on to the next. While, while we are doing what he told us to do initially, he's giving instructions concerning the next one. So we have to plan the next event. And while we are planning the next event and then it comes, we are at it, the next one is also being planned. The next one. So following such an individual, you're definitely going to be stressed. And your parents and your, your family members and your friends, they'll be so compassionate and say, you're, you're, ah, this guy, Charlie, leave him. Leave him. He has no future. That's what they said concerning all those people. These ones have no future. 
when you're following the Holy Spirit, it's almost as though you have no cure. Now, of course, if you you to consider it from the carnal perspective, that's what you say. Because there are things the Holy Spirit will ask you to do while you are following. You think, I, ah, this guy has no future. Why are you following him? It's only after a while, a short while, that's when you would, you would know for sure that because you followed, you are also enjoying the benefits. Can, can this be said about you as far as your mentees are also concerned? Let it be that you go all out with this kingdom influence thing, with this mentorship Mondays thing, such that others keep complaining that your own is too much. Let them say it's too much. Let them say it's too much. I have a question here, actually a statement here. This is a question. Instead of saying you cannot or will not, ask how. Instead of saying that you cannot or I will not, why don't you ask how? You know, after yesterday's um, event, after yesterday's meeting, um, one of my daughters reached out and says that I've been hearing the cry because I talked about hearing the cry. She said, I've been hearing the cry. I want to help, but I don't think I'm equipped enough to do it. Now, she is being inquisitive. That means she's trying to find out how do I do this? How do I do this? Instead of saying, yes, I had a cry. I'm not equipped. Forget about it. No, she, she's asking, how? I'm not equipped. Okay, you're not equipped. You're going to be equipped. You're going to be equipped. You're saying, I can't do this. I can't mentor people. I cannot. I can't reach out. I cannot do it. You'll be taught how. And as I said, instead of saying you cannot or will not, ask how. When you ask, you'll be told. Why? Because a question is the seed of an answer. The seed of an answer is a question. When you ask a question, you would be told what the answer is. And when you are told, you would have upgraded. You would have moved on. You would have. You would have. Oh, wonderful. 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 Said, be filled with the spirit. And I also said, don't depend on your own, on your own ability. Don't depend on your own ability. Depend on God. Our sufficiencies of God in mentoring people, our sufficiencies of God. And I also said that God's pattern, God's pattern is for you to follow the one who is, who is a carrier of the presence. You may not have been where you're supposed to go, your head, you may not have been there before. Even the one you were following may not have been there before, but follow because the person is following the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has been there. The Holy Ghost has been there. Ah, dear God, dear God. All right, so I want to end tonight's session here. We're going to continue tomorrow. I'm so much excited about tomorrow's meeting. The Lord is already speaking. I have written a number of things down. And I'm still writing our vision for 2023. It's a youth organization, so it's not like a church. So uh, I'll tell us what the vision is. So thank you all so much for participating tonight. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to the entire message today. If you feel you can bless someone, please join us in spreading the gospel of the kingdom by sharing this audio with others. God bless you.